Hello everyone, this is Alvaro Cortez Jr. aka Lance Danger welcoming you back to the Serene Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming around for this second episode of the Serene Chaos Podcast. As we mentioned before in the previous podcast, I wanted to kind of give a bit of an update of further books that I had been reading to either inspire me or to just help me get on this road of creativity. So I have three books that I want to add to those that I already spoke about. Uh, if you're curious to listen to what those books were, you can definitely give a listen to the original podcast of the original episode one, which I will be linking either wherever the podcast is going to be uploaded or if you visit my social media, like my Serene Chaos art page over at Facebook, it was going to be uploaded there. It's going to be uploaded on Twitter. Wherever I'm going to put this show, there will be a link for that original podcast and the original blog that inspired that episode with the list of the books and perhaps maybe where to get them as well. Um, same with these books. I'll probably list where you could get them as well and whatever author's notes I can put on. And before I get into the books, just a very quick reminder. I am a 15-year veteran now of webcomics and indie comic books. Probably longer if you want to count zines, which I started like in 2002, which was the first time I got published actually. So, if you want to go over to www.truthfulcomics.com, there you will find all my web comics that I've been working on, from Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord, to Nevermind, to The Cannon Girl, and a other whole variety of other web comics and web scripts that I've been working on over the past 15 years. You will also find the store tab which will lead you to Indie Planet where you can buy physical copies of the original first two issues of Warlord and the plus the prologue and the webisodes which you can buy either the physical copy or as a digital download. Also if you want to have a taste of that physical copy or the digital download you can download for free the digital version of the webisodes for Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord. And also you're going to find stuff from my brother-in-arms, Manuel Carmona, with his project New Wave. Again, with the fantastic colorist Francisco Rivera, I helped him shape the story for issue number one and issue number two onwards. I'm pretty much the full-on writer for the series. So I hope you check out issues one and two, also available at Indie Planet. 
As again, you can go to www.truthfulcomics.com to get all that good stuff. Also, if you want to check out all that stuff, plus my own personal thoughts and more personal blogs, you can go over to my own website, www.artofalvaro.com, and there you will find all that stuff, plus all of my personal thoughts on very different things as well. So, as I was saying, I just wanted to present three books that I have read that has kind of helped inspire and kind of helped fuel that creativity. Um, one of them is Twyla Thorpe's The Creative Habit, Learn It and Use It for Life. Another book is The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. And Nora Ephron, I Remember Nothing and Other Reflections. As with the other groups of books that I mentioned in that first podcast, they're all quite different from one another, even though at the end, most of them is mostly to help inspire you and to be more creative. In the Nora Ephron book itself, I'll get more into, more into it in detail later, but it it's kind of like um, her reflections on being in Hollywood, making her movies. Uh, she was on the staff of a movie chain theater as well. So those were interesting anecdotes. But it also, it's her reflecting on her career and also giving advice to young filmmakers and screenwriters and whatnot. And that's what I really enjoyed about that book. And... Not many people know this, even though I have some references in Fred Peterson, The Mighty Warlord. I am a big Nora Ephron fan. Um, rest in peace, Nora Ephron. Uh, she made such great movies, either as a writer or as a director. I thoroughly enjoyed her work. So, with that out of the way, giving kind of like the context of what I'm going to talk about, let's talk about that first book. Twyla Tharp, The Creative Habit, Learn It and Use It for Life. Uh, Twyla Tharp, for those who don't know, she is a professional dancer. She is one of the more prolific and acclaimed professional dancers and choreographer as well. Uh, she has done many choreographies for music videos, for musical theater. She's done her own shows as well. Um, most famously, she did a show inspired by Billy Joel. Yes. She choreographed and produced that um, show, Moving Out, which is a musical based on the music of Billy Joel. As they call it, it is a jukebox musical, which means that it's a musical that uses actual songs from that artist as part of the storyline going into that show. And uh, it's just amazing to kind of read her story and read her process in this book because she is very straightforward. She gives some great advice. She actually gives a lot of great little mental creative exercises throughout the whole book that kind of jogs your mind and creativity. It's almost like a creative jumpstart, you know. It really kind of forces you to sit down and think for a little bit. And even though sometimes creativity can be born out of spontaneity, 
it is good to also to kind of have that, well, for lack of a better word, that habit to be able to have that to ensure that you're going to be consistently doing work because if you only wait until inspiration strikes, many times inspiration is a very fickle muse. Uh, the inspiration will come, it will leave, and then if you just wait for it to come back, before you realize that it could be days or weeks or months or even years and you'll just stay in the same place sedentary waiting for something to just come and move you to create again and that's where a lot of times creativity just fizzles out and burns out and dies out and you'll see people that'll have their comic books or that script that manuscript hidden in a drawer or hidden in a forgotten section of a hard drive and never come out and that really truly is a crime to just have that world trapped there if you understand what i mean and i'm not trying to not be sympathetic uh, i've been like that myself sometimes especially over the last few years where i've had a series of injuries that have shortened my time in doing creative things, uh, it does frustrate you and it does give you that bit of a block as well, that creative block, whether it's art block or writer's block. Sooner or later you'll get it and I'm definitely on the train that does not think that art block is just being lazy or not being motivated enough to do it. Um, there are many reasons behind someone getting art block or uh, writing block, you know, and usually it is all mental. It is all up there and you have to kind of find a way to grind it out. Usually, at least in my case, when I have an art block or a writing block, I just take a bit of a break from what I'm doing and I kind of start looking at things that inspires me. I'll put on a movie that I love or an anime that I love or maybe I'll play a little bit of video games that kind of get that thought process going like, you know, I'm feeling this scene. I kind of want to do something along the same lines. And before I know it, that creativity is coming back again. And other times when it's something like with comics, for example, when I'm doing my webcomic, when I've been able to physically do it, of one thing that helps is to have like that habit of drawing because if I wait for that inspiration to strike to have a 10 out of 10 fantastic page every single time, I'm just going to go crazy and burn out immediately. Like you have to realize that sometimes there are going to be um, spaces where you probably don't even want to draw the thing at all because things are happening in your personal life or whatnot that are kind of holding you back in that sense. But if you create that habit, almost like a working habit that you sit down and you just start doing the artwork, eventually you'll find yourself drawing and forget that you're just working on it and you're just having fun. You just have to take it one line at a time because if you start thinking in the macro, the micro just kind of disappears and 
to me personally, in my opinion, the micro is almost as important. It's not more important than the macro because it's the little things that eventually helps you out to get that big picture out there. Without the little things, there really isn't a big picture. There's a goal and something you want to reach, but it's not going to be attainable if you don't do the little things that helps you get there. Or at least it's very, very few cases that you might actually get lucky or something and achieve something, one of your goals without having to necessarily put a lot of work into it. But that's usually the exception and not the norm. And not to knock on anyone that has been able to have the privilege of doing that. But I just want to put that out there that, again, it's the exception and not the norm. But anyway, the Twilight Tharp book is absolutely fantastic. And the great thing about this book is that you take from it whatever you really want from it. it you don't have to necessarily be a webcomic creator. You don't have to be a comic book creator. You don't have to be a comic book writer. This can be used for all types of creative. If you're a dancer yourself, you'll find information here that'll benefit you. If you're an actor, if you're a playwright, if you're a screenwriter, anything that has to do with creatives. If you're a painter, I definitely, I definitely would tell you to check this book out either online or the physical copy. I have uh, the physical copy. I bought it off of Strand Bookstore. It was a random purchase. I think it had just come out one of the latest volumes of it, or rather one of the latest printings of it. And I had heard the name Twilight Tharp before, and I'm always on the look for books that will kind of help me uh, express myself better when it comes to being creative and perhaps look at different points of view that could help me out as well because I always try to have that open mind to be able to learn something new if there is something to learn out there. I think I mentioned it in the original podcast that uh, we're never going to live long enough to learn everything that we want to learn. At least in my case, I know that there is so much in the world that I want to learn and that I will likely not be able to learn everything I want to. But while I'm still here, I want to learn as much as possible. And this book is just fantastic to kind of help you, you know, get jump started. As I said earlier, it's helps start getting you into the habit of doing a habit out of this and if you're a freelance artist if you have your own little art business or something like that like for example etsy or selling stuff online or if you're like distributing it through other means it's definitely a great book to to read like i just want to read like a couple of lines that i actually highlighted in the book because I just found it so interesting. Like, destiny quite often is a determined parent. And whether or not God has kissed your brow, you still have to work. Without learning and preparation, you won't know how to harness the power of that kiss. In order to be creative, you have to know how to prepare to be creative. 
And I think this book does a great job in doing just that, kind of helping you to get prepared to lay that groundwork to do that creative stuff that you want to do. So once again, this is Twyla Tharp, The Creative Habit, Learn It and Use It for Life. Of absolutely fantastic book, as it says on the bottom of the cover, at least in the printing that I have, it really is a practical guide for any creative endeavor that you might have. Now, the other book that I mentioned, The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles, this one is a bit of a different take in a sense, though it does encourage um, getting into the habit of creating. This one is kind of a little more philosophical in nature. It's really a book that, aside from helping you start off on your creative journey, it's very introspective and it's as much about your own inner journey as well as your creative journey and that is something that I found absolutely profound and interesting in this book especially that wordplay of the title itself the war of art it's you know of course a play of war on the words on the famous book the art of war so that is just a fantastic thing to start off with and again this is one of those deep cuts. This is one of these books that really, really makes you think. And it really hits you right in the face with a lot of stuff. Like, one of the things they talk about is resistance and fear. Resistance and self-doubt. Yes, a lot of things that you kind of naturally resist. Resistance and criticism. And in book two or chapter two, if you want to call it that, you know, some of the titles is how to be miserable and we're all pros already. So again, this is just a great, great book, especially if you're into like the more philosophical aspect into being creative. And if you're also kind of into like self-help motivational books, The Art of War by Stephen Pressfield is definitely a book that is going to make you reflect, reevaluate a lot of things that you may have thought you were, but probably weren't, because in my experience, that kind of what I went through as well when I read this book, and it really challenges you. It challenges you on a creative aspect, and it challenges you on a mental aspect as well. And that's what I really love about this book. If you're a creative, you definitely have to be mentally tough to an extent as well because you are going to deal with a lot of criticism. You're going to be dealing with a lot of good criticism, but also you're going to be dealing with a lot of bad criticism as well. And you kind of have to filter out which one is which because you definitely should always have your mind open to receive that good criticism, to be able to change things that you might not be doing too well that you thought you were doing it. And again, sit down, reflect, think about it, and if there are things that you can approve upon that, you can definitely take that as a chance to keep growing as an artist and as a person as well. And also learn how to take the bad criticism, which is, for example, if somebody just like says you suck for, for no other real reason rather than 
just because they wanted to write you suck. You know, you just have to like let that slide. It's not really important. Again, you just have to like mentally filter that out because again, it's sad that someone will write something like, would take the time to look at your content and then take the time to actually be negative as well. Like I could even accept you suck because and then explain why they think you suck. I can respect that because at least there's an explanation as to why because then i can like read it and like i said i'll just reflect think about if it's a criticism that is valid or not and if i can apply it to become better then i can definitely use that to become better or if it's something that i think that i don't think really needs any more than just a quick think through on if i can do better and if it's something that I don't have to like necessarily improve upon then just take it just another comment and you know just keep moving on because you can't really dwell on comments good or bad to be honest in my opinion uh take the good with the bad filter out the ones that are kind of destructive and move on and your art will improve greatly because of that as well and The War of Art, again, is a fantastic, fantastic book, in my opinion. If you can get your hands on it, it really does kind of, again, you have to be mentally ready because it will, as it says in the, on the cover, one of the quotes from Esquire magazine, a vital gem, a kick in the ass, and it will kick you in the ass if you're not prepared because it does makes you confront yourself in many ways and a book that can challenge you to not only become a better creative but to in a way become a better person as well that's always something in my opinion that's important to get into and finally Nora Ephron um, I Remember Nothing and Other Reflections Again, this is more of, of a memoir. This is her reflecting on her career, on her life. And again, like sprinkled throughout, there's also some great advice for up-and-coming filmmakers that, again, as I mentioned with the other books, it doesn't necessarily have to be like one specific creator. It can be for one, it could be for, you can take it for what you want and use it for what creative endeavor you're using. And that's what's so great about it. And what I love about this book is how honest and frank it is about her career, about her life. There's even one section dedicated to flops, you know, and I think that is absolutely fantastic because you can learn so much from your failures as well. Um, failures are really another learning experience. As a webcomic creator, I know I have failed a lot of times when I've tried to do things, whether it's missing a deadline or maybe a certain scene not connecting the same way I thought would connect with a reading audience. Um, you know, those are things that you have to keep in mind also and things that you shouldn't let them discourage you. Like it is rough in a way that 
sometimes you do something and it doesn't connect the way you think it will or it doesn't have the amount of audience that you thought it was going to have sometimes for example with nevermind i will make a strip and i will like in the back of my mind think like hmm this one's kind of a good one like this was probably going to go over very well with the readers and then it would have almost no engagement at all but then the one that I least expect will connect with the readers, the ones that I think that aren't that funny or are too random, those are the ones that the readers love and I get a ton of comments for. So sometimes you never can predict what's going to be good, what's going to go over good with an audience or what's going to go over bad. And you learn just as much from the failures as you do with your successes, at least in my opinion anyway. And even though this isn't necessarily a, a book that I would recommend to everybody, because it is not precisely a how-to book or a book that'll help jumpstart your creativity. It's just a book that I found personally very interesting and again some of the advice that she gives out sprinkled throughout is really good advice also getting that insight of someone who in my mind is a legendary hollywood creative again she has directed and written some of my all-time favorite movies um definitely you've got mail i know people would probably call it like a guilty pleasure and of her movies that's kind of the one that also had like mixed reviews wasn't as well received as other movies that she participated in it's still one of my all-time favorite movies and even though people say tom hanks was miscast in that role for as joe fox i still think he gave an excellent performance i mean come on it's tom hanks uh, I know that everyone's used to seeing him as, as like America's dad, but, you know, he he's a very versatile actor. He really is. And I think he pulled off that role just, well, just believably enough. So, yes, again, not a book that I would recommend to everyone. If you're not like a big fan of romantic comedy movies or if you weren't a big fan of Nora Ephron, I can definitely understand if you wouldn't want to look out for this book and read it necessarily. But again, um, personally for me and for the type of stories that I like to create, this was really up my alley and I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So if you're also a fan of like Nora Ephron romantic comedies, you like reading memoirs of people that worked in the creative industry, you can definitely give this, uh, you can check it out. I don't know if these, this book itself is still in print or not. Again, like all of these books, I found it through Strand Books. Um, they were like impulse buys because as I said, like whenever I see a book that looks like it might inspire or help me, I'll just grab it and buy it. So those are the three books that I would like to add to the books I had already mentioned in that first episode. To be honest, out of all the books, including that original episode, Twyla Tharp, The Creative Habit, that was the book that's probably helped me the most, especially in trying to create a work habit for 
all my creative endeavors. And every time I feel kind of stuck or I need to kind of push a reset button inside of me, that's the book I go to. So I'm just going to cut this podcast right here. Yes, so I can, again, get in the creative habit of keeping these podcasts at a good kind of length of that 20 to 30 minutes. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening again. I hope you're able to find these books if you find them interesting from the way I was saying it helped me. If not, you can always also recommend in the comments or in an email or whatever. You can definitely voice your opinion on which books have helped you uh, become more creative if you are a creative as well. Anyway, thank you so much again for listening. And as always, stay creative, my friends.